Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis, and who, sir, are you? Producer Matt Dunks, what's up? Not too much. Um, we talked about this on the podcast, and or actually maybe right before the podcast, but I'm going to try and call you Dunks from oh. now on. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Yeah, go for it. Uh, and if you <laughs> think I'm a loser, let me know in the comments. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're, we're a fan podcast. Uh, we're obsessed with the Raptors in the NBA. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good guests this week. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs, but also the future of the Raptors in the offseason and where maybe we should go. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Matt, if, uh, if people want to find us, help us out, uh, explore other comedic podcasts, where might they do all that? Well, what are some things they should know? You know what? Go to our website, dunkspodcast.com, because we got all kinds of fun information there. You can go to uh, our links for the Sonar Network if you want to check us out there, listen to the podcast, see all the other great podcasts. And then as well at dunkspodcast.com, you can see, you know, all our links for social media, as well as, you know, YouTube and our podcatchers and our Patreon as well. If you'd like to subscribe, you know, you do get to hear the episode early, the day of Mm -hmm. recording. Uh, as long as you know, you're not on the Jeremy Lin tier. Cause that's the, the, the cheapest tier. And I'm sorry, that's just a supporting tier and a, no special, uh, things yeah. come with that. But we thank Jeremy. Yeah, Lin no, he's a services. part of the team. He that's definitely right. was, it's just a small contribute contribution and, and, yeah. uh, we still appreciate it. He deserves that's his right. ring and, uh, you, you deserve <laughs> your ring if you join that tier. So you will get a shout, shout out, uh, if you do join for two bucks a month. And, and you will get a two spec championship ring if you sign up on that. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. We'll give you a thousand dollars. You can't listen to the early. podcast early, but we will give you a, yeah, like 30 carat gold r- <laughs> yeah. ring. We have a lot of like good ins on um, on jewelry and stuff. Yeah. I feel like you know uh, Oliver, don't you? Didn't you? Oh, like- yeah. For sure. <laughs> Cashman? Um, of course. I know I know the whole fam. <laughs> um, I know the whole Cashman fam. But uh, anyhow, um, yeah, that's that's all the good stuff. Uh, as uh, of course, as always, um, you know, write your city councilor. Uh, keep pushing for the defund the police movement. It's really important. Uh, it's what we need to do. Uh, councilor Kristen Wong Tam actually put out a very comprehensive plan recently. So I suggest you support her. Check it out get involved, get engaged. Um, yeah. And uh, I think without any further ado, let's start talking some basketball. Uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please just give me the okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, let's get rolling here. Um, I believe it's his uh, first time on the podcast. I'm super excited. Uh, he's a hardcore basketball fan, uh, amazing theater actor, film, TV, uh, all that good stuff. He understands the grind so much that he's actually wearing an understand the grind shirt. So, I mean, I don't know how how you could understand the grind more than that. Uh, please get up, give it up as loud as you can, um, even if you're at home by yourself, for Matthew Brown. Hey, thank you for the intro. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, man, no problem. Everyone's got some funky music, so uh, it, it comes in and out, but it'll be there, baby. <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring on guest number two here. Um, she's a, a very frequent guest uh, on the pod. Um, Quite, yes. We actually hung out the other day, which was really, really cool. Whoa. Uh, we, we got a sandwich at the tuck shop uh, and she walked me to my workplace and I didn't tell her this, but I had a piece of bacon in stuck in my tooth and it stayed stuck in my tooth for another six hours. So, but anyways, that's, I had a great time. Uh, she's amazing. Follow her on every social media. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home by yourself for Catherine Niker. Told you. No, I'm the kind of friend that will tell you there's something stuck in your teeth. Had I known, I should I should clarify a little bit because this has nothing to do with Catherine. It wasn't like a visible thing. I have like this like hidden extra tooth that I never got removed. Whoa! And I love yeah, that you prefaced with this has nothing to do with Catherine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a really anything to do with me. For anyone who's tuning in for the first time, thank you so much. I'm a very slick host. Uh, ADD just raging. I stutter a bunch. It's good. Um, oh, I love but, it. But you know. Bits of food and teeth uh, aside, mm-hmm. uh, I think, um, you know, the seasons for the Raptors fans has only been over for a very short time, but things are happening fast. Rumors are starting to fly. And obviously the association is still going on. Um, so let's just jump right into Raptor stuff. Maddie, uh, I know you got some kind of Raptor sting for me. So please, whatever you got, give it to me. Making Bobby Webster. Classic paging Bobby Webster. Imagine he still gets paged in his own home. <laughs> yeah. He seems like an intercom guy to me. Yeah, his house you is know? just that big. That big. <laughs> Even if he's got the intercom, he's got one like bat phone that goes directly to Messiah's. Well. Oh, 100%. yeah. 100%. 100%. Totally. Yeah, like I wonder, like it, 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 I wonder how those two like stay connected. It's got to be some kind of bat phone, or like I just watched that um, that uh, uh, reality TV show on the History Channel, um, Alone, and they have like an emergency phone for like when they're in the wild, like a transponder. Mm. I feel like that's what those two have. Like they could be inside <laughs> a volcano and be like, "Wow, get me Masai." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Sorry, weird, weird, long reference there. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, let's solid, let's get... solid fan fiction right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid fan fiction for anyone who's also watching alone. They're probably like, "Wow, what a specific reference this guy." Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to you first, uh, Catherine. So um, yeah, I just kind of want to like jump right into the off season. I feel like you know when it comes to Kyle, he's, there's an element of like choose your own you know, destiny there. Like, so he might just re up, or I think if he, let's say for some reason turns down the player option, 
then we'll be having the Kyle conversation of like, oh shit, what's going to happen? But as of you know, right now for this pod, I think he's a Raptor next year, most likely. Um, but you know, looking forward, uh, I think any money that goes beyond this year is going to start to affect like the makeup of our team. So I guess my question to you is, do you have a priority between kind of like uh, giving OG that like early kind of Pascal style extension versus making sure we keep Fred um, as a, like as a, as our guy, like, like giving him money throughout a couple of years. Well, I would prioritize giving OG uh, an extension because he recently sl- signed with a uh, clutch sports. So it's like, we don't know that. Yeah. So if we don't sign him, he's definitely becoming a Laker. You know what I mean? Like clutch sports. I don't trust him. Like the second I saw that on Twitter, I was like, Oh no, we can lose. OG. How, um, how recent was this? Oh, within the last week, for sure. I okay. saw it on Twitter not that long ago. So, um, yeah. So to me, that's news. I mean, it's huge for him. Like, um, you know, from his career perspective. Yeah, I would definitely sign him an extension. Come on. His like, I, I don't know what the numbers are. They're not in front of me, but I just feel like his return on investment has been so worth it. So yeah. worth it. Like I would definitely prioritize OG. And uh, of course, I mean, look, I love all these guys. And I want to prioritize all these guys. But yeah. my my overarching opinion here is that no one's more important than Masai. Like I feel like Masai's free agency, oh. if you will, is it's to me, it's like as big as Giannis's free agency. Oh, like, it's even bigger. though it's not till 100%. next week. Yeah, until it's like even though it's like we have to go through this whole season before that contract's actually up. It's like I want to prioritize him beyond even the players i'm sorry oh yeah i feel like (laughs) anyone who wants to like continue being like a really really good team yeah players at the end of the day kind of like are the major driving force but you know we all saw Masai come here and say like we're gonna win in toronto like whatever seven years ago and he said it with like pure confidence and then just did win. And so, I mean, yeah, Masai has got to be the ultimate. The only thing with Masai is I feel like a little bit lost in terms of like, I wonder if that's a negotiation we'll ever fully be privy to like what's Mm. even being negotiated there. Is it all about money? Is it like kind of like control with MLSE? Like I've always contended with Masai. I feel like he'll, his next step might be bigger than being the GM of another team. Like he might, be a commissioner of the league of sorts, or I could see even see him going into like politics. Maybe. I don't don't know. He, he seems like, like, I feel like if we're a step on, on his ladder, the next step isn't like the GM of the Lakers. I feel like it's, yeah, it's something I can't even think of. Um, I've heard the rumors of, of player control, like, uh, I'm sorry, of team control and like getting some type of, I don't know if it's ownership, but, like mm-hmm. just something that has, has more to do than money. So I think yeah. like you may be onto something there. And I do really think that it is like, I agree with you both. It has to be a top priority of MLSE to bring him back. The, the moves that he's made to get this organization to where it's at are going to be like, Oh, let me say, let me say it this way. When we talk about free agents coming to a city, you have like things like the climate, You have things Mm -hmm. like the actual city, you have things like taxes, and then you have the culture of the organization, right? Mm -hmm. When people go to Miami, a part of it is like, okay, I don't get to pay taxes. Okay, I get to play in in South Beach, but Pat Riley's another part of it. Oh yeah, totally. Right? 
So if, if we mess around and let another team just take Masai, like we are in big, big trouble. Like I think, yeah, that's gotta would be, be priority like, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've said this a bunch on the pod before, but I would be full devastated. Like I wouldn't be cool about it. I wouldn't feel like like I would. It would take me. I wouldn't. I don't know if there's a silver lining to Masai not being like a raptor. Like I think mm-hmm. it's just no. I don't think there a, is. It's either. just bad news. Um, and Matt, I know you love. I know you love your Bobby Webster. It's no disrespect to Bob, Bobby <laughs> Webster, but I think you know a big part of that too is like if Masai <laughs> goes, I think Bobby might go with him. Like it seems like they're a team. They like each other. So, well, but what, um, yeah, yeah. Like, did do you have a preference, um, uh, Matthew, in regards to like uh, Fred and OG? Like, I mean, we can do both, but you know, as far as like like future money, if if you, if you if you kind of have to think about it, like like with uh, OKC, they had to kind of pick. Like, you know, it was like, okay, let's do Durant, and then we're gonna do Russ, and then they did Ibaka, and they didn't have or they thought they didn't have enough money for Harden. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this dance where you have to start showing the guys money. Yeah. That's, that's so tricky. Cause I feel like for me, I, I think having Fred as the point guard of the future is just like a really important, good thing. And I also just don't know where it, it it almost to me sometimes seems like, and I could be wrong about this, but I almost feel like it's got to rely a little bit on the organization and a little bit on the player because Fred could come and stay with us. We could give him a decent offer and someplace like New York could just outpay us. Yeah. Like they could try to just outbid us and be like, we're going to, we're going to give him more. I feel like maybe I'm wrong about that. I, no, I think that's um, the fear with Fred for sure. Yeah. No, so it's if, definitely a possibility. Yeah. And so like, if, if that happens and we don't, but then there's not much that we can really do about it. And then we just kind of like, you know, we let Messiah and Bobby work their magic and, and then we have another tweet that's like the Raptors got OG and Norm for greatest fat get fast. Get <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. but we can't really, con- like we can only control so much of that because we only have so much money to give to both of them. And then we got to also, examine whether or not we're going to need a superstar in 2021 or if one of those two guys are going to kind of emerge. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. And I think like a, you know, you know, when I posed this question, I kind of thought about it as like, Oh man, who, if you have to decide which, which guy is the guy, who would it be? But I think the more important point here is, is Fred, we can just kind of get maybe outbidded here where that's not the case with OG. So I mm-hmm. feel like even if we go, let's say we offer Fred 25 million a year and the Knicks are like, we think he's Steph Curry and we're going to pay him 32 a year or something. <laughs> and we're like, okay, see you later, Fred. Then we can still do, we can still look at OG and be like, Fred's gone. We want you and Pascal to be our like three, four long term. So here's your money, OG. I feel like I've personally made peace if we get outbid for Freddie. Like, of course, I want him to stay. But if we're getting outbid for him, like, I have so much confidence in Bobby Webster and Masai that if they feel that they're being outbid and they let him go, I kind of trust them on that. Because, like, Freddie is a great point guard, but he's not an all-star. Like, he's not a top four guard in the East, So it's like, you're not going to throw like max money at him, but you want to pay him for sure. Like he deserves to be paid, but like, I I don't know. Like, I just feel like he's, he's great. He's really important, but he's also not someone you're going to build an entire franchise around either. You know what I mean? He's like an additional 
crucial part of a franchise, but he's not the franchise. So you're only going to pay him so much, unfortunately. And I feel like uh, I trust the Raptors to give him what I think they feel he deserves. But if the Knicks or some other team with like deeper pockets or they're willing to go into deeper luxury tax for the guy, then, hey, let him let him have his money, let him have his day, let him be in that market where they will scrutinize every single missed three or ISO play that like, you know what I mean? Where he's just out of control. Like let him enjoy that. Cause it's like, I love Freddie. I want the best for him. But at the same time, I'm just like, I think the bigger question the Raptors need to ask themselves is who are we building around now? Because Hmm. Pascal wasn't, sorry, I don't mean to derail, but it's like Pascal wasn't who, you know, he lost himself in this bubble and, you know, we're all hoping he's going to find himself again, but we don't know if he will or not. So the plan was, oh, we're going to build around Pascal and Freddie, but if Pascal isn't who he once was anymore, then that's not someone you're building around. So I feel like that's the bigger question. And so I think like maybe you're going to re up with this team one more year with Kyle and Serge and maybe you get like a couple more like offensive guys like off the bench or I don't know why Nick Nurse didn't trust our bench but you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know it's like I just don't know where I don't know where you go from here is what I'm saying (laughs) I'm sorry Yeah. And I think, I think it's, you know, it's a tangent on my part. No, it's good. I mean, every time you don't win a championship, right. There's a little bit of this feeling of kind of like, okay, wait a second. So what is the plan? Are we sticking? Yeah. I mean, I'm essentially saying like, I want Freddie to get paid, but if a team outbids us, I trust our front office enough to, to decide what he is worth from that perspective. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if, if we get outbid for Fred, we won't find a replacement as good as Fred for a little while. So right. we'll be, that's actually a good point too. And then kind of like, you know, but then, you know, this it's maybe like, Hey, Kyle and Terrence Davis. So let's, we'll see what happens there. Right. And as far as the team that playoffs and, and, you know, I don't want to be like uh stubborn or anything like that, but that playoffs didn't put me in a place where I'm, I'm not confident building around Pascal Siakam. Okay. So for me, Pascal's 25, Still one of the best defenders in the NBA. Struggled as the number one option. That's an issue. We got to work through it. But I feel like it's workable. And mm-hmm. we're a good team in that time. You know, do I think, did I, I, you know, watching that playoffs, I, I didn't immediately think like, okay, I see path, Pascal's path to being a top five player. But also similar to when we kind of got Kawhi, I don't really see our path to acquiring a top five player anyways besides kind of just like staying good. So for me, that's kind of like, I don't know if that's like a cop out of an answer, but. So wait, so you don't see, you don't see a world where we could potentially get like a Giannis or anybody like that. I do, but I feel like the way to get it is not by holding out space. It's by being as good as humanly possible. Oh, I see. So I feel like that's a great point. I feel like we have to be like, I think Miami's kind of similar logic where it's like, no, 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 you be as good as you possibly can. And that's how you get the good player. So you want to re up with essentially the same team, maybe minus Marcus all or somebody. And then uh, I think that's where I'm at. Like as as long as hope that that attracts a free agent. Kind forward. of. Yeah. Or, or, or hope that Masai can, you know, just like w- whether it's like Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross for Serge Ibaka or like 
Pirtle and DeRozan for Kawhi, I feel like Masai is going to sign contracts that he'll later be able to trade um, for whomever. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt but, Thomas uh, for Alex Caruso. No, I'm kidding. Matt, <laughs> oh my God, they're You're both like they're, they bo- they're both. I just a bit picked of a joke, like but two good. white guys that people <laughs> love for being white. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> but I mean, oh, the God. wild thing about that is like, and this is again not to not to rag on on nurses' decisions in the playoffs with the bench because it's his team, it's his bench. Yeah, but imagine if like Matt Thomas had more playing time in that Boston series, gets us mm-hmm. a win, and then all of a sudden it might be right. It might be like, well, you got Caruso who's decent at threes and is aggressive. <laughs> it actually would have got Matt Thomas who can like get you to the lane and hit a, a timely three. Like that's not so far out of the realm of possibility in a different future. It's just totally, you know what I mean. And and yeah, I think another part of that though, it kind of leads into something I was going to say uh, is that we don't really know exactly who these players are going to be mm-hmm. right like that's that's the true about the way our, our team is developed i mean we're not as young as we were say two or three years ago but we still have like we don't know what terrence davis is going to be yet we're getting a better idea of where norm powell is going to be yeah i still feel like we don't really know where pascal is yet because I think pascal still has some more things to add to his game like he he still doesn't really know know the game he doesn't know hoops yet. Right. And once he figures some things out, like even just, and this is like a dude who's talking about absolutely nothing. who doesn't know shit about anything, which is me, but like, I, I, well, look that's at, all not true. Right? <laughs> I, I look at it and I was, I was watching like some of some of that, some of those games back. And I'm like, man, if Pascal, if Pascal was a dude who dunked more, more people would be less afraid to challenge his shot. Like he's got a, you know, things like things like that to me even are just like the, the the finesse game that you have, Pascal, is so nice. But once you add that aggression game to it, too, you start dunking on dudes. See who's going to come and try to challenge your shot because they don't want to be on a poster. Right? Yes. And like he adds something like that to his game with handles and maybe he's not top five, but he becomes a, a much more viable threat. You know what I mean? Like and, and then it's going to take a bam out of out a bio type player to to try to stop the shot the way he stopped that Tatum. Like that. Oh Tatum my block. God. It was nasty. You know what, what I mean? But, <laughs> but like right now people look at, maybe look at Pascal and go, Oh no, he's going finesse unless he's got a clear path to the basket. Then he'll try to dump. You know? and, and so, we, sorry. I was going to say, we, we know he has that like yeah. physical ability. Cause we see it yeah. on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we see, we see him defense. cover like ground and like, you know, but whether it's like blocks or steals, he has strength. So like, mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your point. No, no. I was just, I was just saying that it's like, once we, uh, so I'm with you, Freddie, in terms of like staying the course a little bit and then maybe seeing, you know, if, if, it, if there are priorities, priority one this year is to see what we can keep of what we have that works. And then priority two is to see what they develop into next year and then see what we can get in free agency. And if we strike out again with every free agent and Giannis goes here and Kawhi goes there and, you know, we don't get anybody big, then we say, okay, where are we at with our guys and sort of go from there? Cause that's also like, I, I just believe in Masai. This is why I love Masai and Bobby so much. I feel like oh. we keep them right. Cause who totally. knew we would be thinking about what Terrence Davis could like possibly grow into. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, like, or Matt Thomas, like, or Matt Thomas, like everybody who comes finding these guys, you know what I mean? So, poor Stanley Johnson's the only guy who's like, damn. Oh, <laughs> but you know what though? I'm not even out on Stanley fully because like they saw something in him. So it's like, Hey, yeah. just trust. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so I was speaking of Messiah and, and Catherine, I'm going to, I'm going to go to you first on this. Um, you know, and it's, it's a difficult conversation, obviously. And there's no, I guess like exact right answer. And I, I don't know if you watched the, like, I only saw bits and pieces of the Messiah um, interview where he talked about, you know, like thinking about resigning and um, yeah, I saw the, the Steve Simmons racist question, mm. you know, with the amazing follow-up by Kayla Gray. Uh, and there's been a bunch of writing about it since uh, it, it's just, obviously it's, you know, frustrating, angering, kind of like perplexing and like just also like heartbreaking to watch Messiah have to answer like a garbage, you know, like mm-hmm. dog whistling question like that. But I also feel like, you know, I don't really want this to just like that conversation to like die down. And I guess I'll be, I feel like I'm going to be even more upset if I see Steve Simmons get to ask Messiah another question. And like, I don't know if that's like in the realm of like a real thought, but yeah. So here's, here's my question. Basically, like, do you think his access should be revoked from the Raptors? And um, do you think MLSE will like say something? Like, do you think they're going to come out and say something yeah. or? Well, well, first of all, I feel like Kayla Gray is easily like the third greatest Raptor of all time. You know what I mean? Like oh there's, there's Masai and then Kyle Lowry and then Kayla Gray. Every time I look, every time like I look at her Twitter, a, I'm like, not enough followers. So important. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like I was just so impressed with her ability to process what had happened so quickly. And so fast, then, yeah and then spit it out the way she did, you know, I, I feel like that's hard. Like even me, like just like if somebody's made like a sexist, like misogynistic, like comment to me or something, I it, sometimes I'll like sleep on it. And then the next day I'm like, Whoa, that was weird. Right. You know what I mean? But You're like, I got a zinger there, um, in yeah. the moment. I mean, as for the Steve Simmons guy, look like even if his access isn't officially revoked, he's obviously lost a lot of trust with with Masai and with the players and all of the media that uh, like all the beat reporters that cover the Raptors heavily rely on player access and their relationships yep. mm-hmm. in order to be able to ask those questions. So even if it isn't officially revoked, if Masai or somebody just says no, then he's out. And that's all it takes. And, and for the rest of his reporting, it's suddenly it's like, oh, if they're not, you know, answering his text messages, et cetera, et cetera, which I can't imagine they are at this point. It's like that trust is already so broken that if they don't officially revoke his access, I feel like it's unofficially already gone. Right. And that's do, do you think that's kind of better just to be like, we don't even need to give this guy the time. Like we can just, like, no, I mean, dispose if, of if, them? Like, if they did do it officially, I think that's deserved. I, mean, I, guess, they, I mean, think about the audacity of the whole thing, right? It's like <laughs> to say, you know, you're, you, we're talking about black lives matter, this social justice, um, messaging that the NBA has decided to take on and you're asking Masai about that. And then you go, but what about gun violence? That is the most dismissive bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's you're you're absolutely taking away from that message and you're, 
I, I mean, it's just the audacity of it all. You know, I mean, aside from dismissing from the Black Lives Matter messaging, which is horrible in and of itself, it, it's just like, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here because it's so upsetting. It is. No. And like, I, I just, I, I just yeah. think like, where are we in, in a society where we're asking a basketball team to be responsible for the gun violence <laughs> in its city? <laughs> Like, where, where are we at? You're a reporter. Go ask somebody who actually needs to be asked that question. Kyle Dubas. I mean, why, yeah. why are you Is he asking, asking Kyle Dubas that one? That, yeah. <laughs> I just sorry, just the audacity of it all is just ridiculous. I, if it, he deserves his access to be revoked, to sum up my point. But if it isn't officially revoked, it's definitely unofficially revoked for sure. Um. Yeah, Kyle Dubas, Nick Nurse, lo- yep. lots of like lots of people had you know tons of TV time, camera time. You could ask yeah, them. Uh, that. Also, too, like let's be yeah. real, Nick Nurse doesn't get asked those questions. No, nope. nobody's asking Nick Nurse. So what are you doing about gun violence in Toronto? It was stupid. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's appropriate anger. I think. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matthew, do you have like a, an opinion on like the revoking part of it, or like you know, I guess because he's the representative of the sun, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, does, so does that mean you know the sun gets cut out, um, or is I maybe mean, there's quiet messaging like, hey, send somebody else? If, if you know what, that would actually be probably one of the dopest things that they could do in like just a real sly move on the side that would screw Steve Simmons because then it's yeah. like all of a sudden, oh wait, for, we're not even coming to you. Like, we're just going to go straight to your newspaper and be like, we don't want to see that dude anymore. And all of a sudden now you don't have a job Mm -hmm. because now the son doesn't get any access. Like that would be dope. Um, But like, I think um, Catherine, you said it really, really well, because it it is just like, at what point do players, do people in that organization even trust anything he says anymore? Because it's not his first time saying some boneheaded shit like this. So Mm -hmm. for him to really just, still get access to the team. Like I know they might not want to go down that route of saying something official. Mm-hmm. And to that point, um, that's a little bit frustrating, but I also don't really care about that because I kind of feel like in this day and age, you can see exactly who people are now. You know what I mean? Like it's out there on social media. It's on video. It's not the first time he's done something like this. So I'm kind of with both of you in, in the sense of, of, if somebody needs to start start going, who's letting this guy in here? Like, who who is this mm-hmm. guy? Yeah, right? exactly. Forget like, taking away your actual media access. You see the name Steve Simmons. He, he is going to have to get to the point where he's going to have to start Homer Simpson coming up in fucking um, <laughs> disguises. Yeah, hello, I'm Mr. Burns to try to get some damn interviews done. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at one as point, soon as you <laughs> said that, I knew right where you were going. And I just <laughs> picture Homer getting kicked out of Moe's Tavern. Yeah. But it's like, it's yeah, anyway, sir. And Mr. Burns, what's your first name? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like taking this dude seriously. You know what I mean? Like, get him uh, off the call. Like, uh, it, it's, yeah. it's irritating. And I just don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't know what the answer is because to me, the answer is pretty simple. Like mm-hmm. you said, Catherine, you take away his access, you stop giving him the opportunities that he's getting and until he figures it out, which you won't because it's not the first time he's been called out for dumb shit like this. Mm-hmm. And and he had a clap back at Kayla Gray, which is yeah, the, he doubled down on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that shows you he doesn't know what what's going on, you know. So until he can learn that, I think all of those things are 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 great avenues. You know what I mean? The the team mm-hmm. talking to him individually could do something, but it's not going to really do anything. 
because it's just going to make him go, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Blah, 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 blah. And four months later, we're going to be having the same conversation. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And like you know, one aspect of it to me, too, is, you know, the 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 Raptors relationship with the city and and the country and how much you know we've grown and and even just you think about the the high quality of independent um you know basketball writers and reporters in this city it's like you know Masai's interview time is like precious real estate so many people would would work their ass off to be able to ask Masai one question so that they could write an article about it. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's honestly a privilege to be able to ask him a question. So I think it would be nice if it was just kind of like on the sly, like, Oh wow. You thought you could do that. Like, no, you you're done around here, Steve. Um, But you can, for sure, there's lots of curling events and, and, you know, TSN does billiards and, you know, so, so once you get in there, man, ask some questions, but yeah, you're, you're done around here. Um, That's your newbie. But uh, did Masai yeah. did Masai respond to his question? Did he or did yeah, you just did. shut him down? Or I, I didn't even see the response. He gave a pretty good answer, Catherine. Maybe you have better access to it than I do, but he did give a good answer. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. I mean, I think he was just like, that's important too, but what we're focusing on is this, this, and this essentially. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have yeah. it in front of me, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I think I remember it was it was something along the lines of like, you know, one of those like, I'll acknowledge that I'll question. handle this professionally. Yeah, he was I very professional about it. Blatantly roll my eyes, but the issue is Black Lives Matter. So yeah, yeah. and then when Kayla Gray asked her question, he he just kind of agreed with Kayla, like, yeah, you know, it is frustrating, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he like acknowledged her really, perspective. Yeah. It's not even, you know, with his like, you know, very public assault, he totally like, you know, he really waited a very long time to then come out and be like, here's what happened. Like, I'm in the, I'm safe now. I can say this. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of like finishing the Raptor stuff and, and, and Matthew, I want to stick with you. Um, yeah, the Fred OG surge. These are kind of like these like big parts of our team, but also all the little parts are going to come back too, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we got we got Boucher, uh, Malcolm Miller, and and Rondé are all unrestricted free agents. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they just like yeah. Well, well, what's your take on those guys? Like, do like, who knows what they'll command in the open market? But like, who are you interested in? is there another guy out there where you're like, I, you know, I'd rather turn those three guys into Mon- Montrezl Harrell or <laughs> I'd rather get Joe Harris. Not that we'd be able to afford it necessarily, but yeah, just, just kind of your take on, on those dudes. I'm, I'm the highest on Boucher for me, like getting, getting to keep on a team where we have two big men who are both older, who both are going to command a little, I mean, one's going to command some, interest on the, in the free agency market. Another one's maybe going to retire really soon. I think it's really important to have a young big who we can try to develop. And even if we're only developing him into a decent backup because he can stretch the floor, I really, really like Boucher's game. Um, and I just think he needs, he needs more development time, which I think given what we've done with some other young players that we could do that for him. Um, yeah. It would suck to see uh, Malcolm Miller and Rondé go, but just knowing that they're, you know, going to be out there on the free market and regardless of how um, Twitter trolls treat our team, GMs know, know what's up. 
They're going to go to winning oh, God, organizations yeah. and look, right? They're going to be like, okay, Seriously. who's won in the last few years? Let's take, let's take them. So most of our guys can be rotation guys in the NBA, even if yeah. they're not for us. I'm yeah, sorry. exactly. So I, I don't really see how we're going to be able to keep Rondé and Malk. And I also don't see how we're going to keep them if, again, like maybe mistake or not by nurse, he didn't trust them in the playoffs. Right. So if we're not That's using a good them point. now, why yeah. are we keeping them for later? Unless mm. you're really going to work on developing them. And, and the, of the three of those guys, I think for me, it's Boucher, especially because it's a positional need on our squad. That's a fantastic point, especially like, especially when you're talking about Rondé, because I feel like Rondé did it all. He kind of like came in, you know, there was doubt around him. He worked hard. He showed people what he can do. He can't shoot and he can't hit the three. And that's not really a part of his game, but I think that he can do other stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I look at a guy like PJ Tucker and, and Rondé and I'm like, man, Rondé can kind of like work towards that. I feel like potentially. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, especially on Boucher. Cause I think he has a bunch of upside. Um, I always kind of felt sorry for Malcolm Miller because like, he's just like so money from three in, in the, in the G league. Mm-hmm. And he just couldn't hit shots in the big league, but he's like six, eight. He looks like he should be able mm-hmm. to drain threes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Catherine, where where are you at on, on on kind of like those dudes? And is there is someone else you got an eye on? No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I do th- think that Chris Boucher has the biggest upside between those three. Like with Malcolm Miller, like honestly, I I mean, I haven't really watched much of the nine oh five, so I can't really speak much to his. Game oh, you haven't. So I'm sorry. I just, I haven't. So like, I just really, I don't know much about Malcolm Miller's game and I don't know. um, I mean, I do remember the, the 30 point comeback against Dallas and I think he might've been not the biggest contributor of that crew. Oh, he was playing defense though. He was out there. Okay. But let's face it. We have so many guys playing defense and not scoring at this point. It's a little ridiculous. That is very, (laughs) very true. We have lineups where only three out of five guys are scoring. Like, come on. Very true. So, I mean, defense is important. And I know, I think Malcolm Miller did have like maybe one solid basket or two in that 30 point comeback. I just don't know if he has a lot to, I don't know if he has a lot of growth like, I think that might be who he is. And he's a good, like, look, like he's a good locker room guy. He's a great character guy. He's very political um, on Twitter and stuff. I really appreciate that about him. So I think he's a good guy. Like, I'm happy to have him back. But in terms of just like, I don't know if he had, like, if he could be what Chris Boucher was this year, next season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's in his game or not, where I can see Chris Boucher being a solid a guy off the bench for surge. And then we would need that like third center. And I don't know who that is mm-hmm. because got, I'm, ass- I'm sorry. I'm got my guy, Duan Hernandez. Okay. Is he, well, is he a center? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, we yeah, don't really so. know. Oh, cool. yet. I don't know why I thought he was. We don't know yet. I think he landed in Toronto and he hurt his heel. And I think basically that's where he's at. But yeah, but, no, yeah, but maybe I, I don't know. I, I just um, I mean, I, and I'm assuming here that Marcus is not coming back. So sorry, everyone. Yeah, that, that was I'm a little at. bit conflicting for me because I the first thing that came out was, um, you know, he's might be going back to, to Spain. Mm-hmm. And then I think Masai said that, you know, he wants to like he's a priority. 
Or he did say he, that. He shouldn't be. Sorry. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm one of the I, biggest I love Gasol, Gasol guys, but I think he is. He's, it looks like he's at the end of the road. Could yeah. you well, just Freddie, offer him? Freddie, you, you and I have disagreed on Gasol before, Freddie. We have, but listen, yeah. we're not now, is what I'm we're saying. Not, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's like he served, I think, you know, he, he's, he's there. He, like, yeah. I, you know, talk about investing in like players and stuff. I, I think the Raptors' uh, development could probably do some things with Gasol, but. Mostly not. Like I think he kind of is. No, I mean, look, I'll never, I'll never refer to him in any negative way. He had a great career, and he gave us all he had. He worked really hard. Like he even tried to get in better shape. Like he did everything he could to be a better player for this bubble run, and it just didn't work out. But you can't say it's not for a lack of effort. You know, I mean, even in that that game six when he like shaved his head and like, <laughs> almost tore his jersey, it's like even then, it's like he went to the back, fucking looked in the mirror like he's madonna just like you can do this and then like got back out on like the stage he's madonna. you know sorry <laughs> it's true and yeah. so it's like he like he you know he 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 gave it his all until the very very end of that of that run and i mean i love gasol always love gasol but i mean it's it's time it's time mm-hmm. and i think he knows it too and i think that's why he was so upset yeah um duncan i feel like you got something yeah, I want to know why didn't he ever dunk? What do you mean in Mark? his life? No, just like, <laughs> like was he bit by a rim when he was a kid? Like in the playoffs, there was times that he was doing layups and he would miss them, and like he practically banged his head on the rim going to do a layup sometimes. Like when we were really needing a sure thing and like shots weren't going in, Mark, just go for it, man! You're a tall fella. Yeah. Just there's a, bunch, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff with him where he's wired differently. Cause like, you know, he, you know, before Jokic, he could do things from the center position that, you know, were thought really like kind of not, not fully possible as far as moving the ball and stuff. But yeah, the like the not looking at the rim for so much of, of this playoff run in particular, like it happened a bunch um, in 2019, but he managed to hit like just enough threes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was playing uh, basketball, like scoring isn't part of the game. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> which is always uh, which is true. kind of what I was afraid of when it came to like making that trade. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think you're both right. That like every, all three of you are right. And that he did, he did, he did what he needed to do while we had him, but I was, this was a little bit what I was afraid of. Like this playoff, I was like, Oh no, it's the mark. I thought <laughs> I know finally here. Cause he just wouldn't like, yeah, he, and, 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 th- and therefore it meant, and then people didn't take his shot seriously. Like, why are you going to honor that shot when he never totally. takes it, right? Play him to pass every time. You're right. He's going to take one dribble. He's going to pass it. So like, Oh, it makes me sad because I do like him. Like I like him a lot, and I and I think he's made our team. I said this in the in the group chat that I think he's raised the basketball IQ and the defensive basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Team, you That's know? true. And going forward too. Yeah, like for the future, like he set us up. If we could keep him as a coach, man, shit, blessed. You know what I, I mean? Yes. But like he's 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 got other aspirations to finish off his career in a different way, and like more power to him. I understand it, but man, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to make it sound like he's, he's like the worst thing to happen to the team. And, and no, loss. it's like, it's, it's no. his arc. It's, it's, it's natural. Other time is undefeated. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, I mean, 
we got to appreciate these old, these, these older guys in the NBA right now. Like, you know, LeBron, CP3, Kyle Lowry, like you really got to enjoy these guys because it's it's any moment yeah. anything could happen. That's the and, thing. I mean, I feel like Kyle, too. It's like he's playing some of the best basketball of his whole life. But yes, you know, but and but you're also like, oh, man, you don't know how long you have that for. No. Yeah, you just don't. So, yeah, like you said, you just got to appreciate it while while you have it. Um, let's talk some let's talk some league. Uh, let's move on move on to the NBA. Um, Maddie, I don't, I don't know what you got there for me. It might be Adam Silver tugboat sounds, but whatever you got, please give it to me. National, National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. Okay, not hearing any tugboats. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so uh, I feel like it's... Um, it's been, a, it's been a pretty exciting uh, conference final so far. Um, I was listening to the low post yesterday with uh, with Arnovitz, and he kind of nailed a feel, or Zach Lowe kind of nailed the feeling I was having, which is that, you know, the overwhelming, like, hecticness of so many games and so many things going on at the, at the same time has kind of waned a little bit. And now that we're at, like, the, okay, these are the final four teams. These games are important it feels like there's a little bit less of a punch and, you know, he, he referenced, you know, Anthony Davis hitting a game winner, which would have been LA and shouting Kobe, I think would have been a massive moment uh, in the city of LA. Uh, After all, you know, the Lakers weren't even in the playoffs last year. Right. So, you know, I think we're not necessarily missing fans, but just kind of, you know, missing like the stakes a bit. And, um, yeah, Matthew, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go to you first on this one, and I, I don't know why I led in with like the it, it being kind of a, a different feeling because what, what I'm mostly just looking for, for uh, is is your vibe on you know these two series. Like, who do you think's gonna win? Who do you think's gonna go to the finals? And kind of like, are, are you enjoying them? Yeah, I've like it being in a bit of Raptors mourning. I've, I haven't paid as close attention to the Eastern Conference yeah. uh, finals. Um, I peeked in a little bit on, uh, I think it was game two. Um, but to me, the big intrigue is still like the Western conference finals, like looking at, looking at what the Lakers could do when you look at like LeBron's age, looking at, um, the perplexing, like weirdness of the Denver nuggets. Like they're they're down Oh, two, They've come back twice from three, one. They almost at least like they put up enough of a fight to come back in that game, but it shows they can come back against the Lakers. Right. I thought so. And then they get drunk. Then they get hit on this like last second shot. Like it's super exciting television to me, but it also makes me feel like, and I haven't really paid attention to the media response to it and the Twitter response to it. But you, but to me, I feel like in a regular time, you get the feeling that people be like, oh, this series is over. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, does Denver have another comeback in them? Like to come back down 02, to come back down 03? Like who knows what's going to happen? But the notion that like that series could just be over seems a little bit wild to me. And then it also I totally agree that it takes them so long to get going. Like I'm like Denver, because I rooted them from for them last year, right? Like I wanted Denver to, to be the, my, my surprise pick in the Western conference. And they just sort of didn't have it. And I was like, all right, they're young. I was like, okay, chill Matthew. They're a young team. They're still a young team, but you can see like those flashes. And obviously we've seen it. They've come back twice down three, one. So 
like what's going to happen? Is it just that they have to have their backs against the wall before they get going? Like, is it just a sign of maturity this year and they need to make, and they need to grow within this year? Do they need to make tweaks to the roster? Like that series is really interesting to me. And then it's obviously crazy that like, you know, he hits that in those Kobe jerseys yelling Kobe. And I think in the bubble in the playoffs, they haven't lost in those jerseys yet. Yeah. I just heard that. That's right. There's just some fun little stories with that. And then in the East, Man, the rise of Jimmy Butler, right? It looks good. Like, look, if you're Philly right now, you got to be mad. You got <laughs> totally because he, I, I could definitely see the storylines popping up in a few weeks if they somehow make it to the NBA finals of the unconventional superstar, like something like that. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't strike you like he has the killer instinct of a lot of these other dudes. But you don't really, people don't really check for him like they check for a lot of the other superstars in the league. Right. But he's shown people he's not for play, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, yeah. So no, I'm thoughts on like both of those series right there. I've, I've, I feel like I'm, I'm with you on like basically everything. Cause like the, the, the Nuggets series, yeah, like the idea that either the Lakers are too good to be like overcome. Or that the Nuggets are somehow just like not good enough to come back on basically any team. They both seem like that's a bit of a, I don't know, like I, I wouldn't put my money on the Nuggets being really bad mm-hmm. and I wouldn't put my money on the, on the Lakers being really good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I totally think the story uh, of, of Miami Boston is uh is jimmy butler like you know like the the hayward return you know, boston won game three but like i think it's still kind of like with the, like i think the the defeat of the bucks so far is the biggest like slaying of any kind mm-hmm. in this playoffs so far i think mm-hmm. and and jimmy was the guy for that and like you know what we have a guy in lowry that was slagged for a long time and you know, there's other guys around the league, whether it's Harden or Chris Paul or Mello, and there's almost like a certain tier you're in. But if you don't make it, to, this is his first conference finals. If you don't make it to the conference finals, if you don't make it to the finals, you kind of always have this little bit of a, you know, just a little bit of doubt, I guess. And I, I think it's definitely he's what we've watched like a time where he's pushed through that doubt and like shattered that glass pane of like. I'm whatever you thought about me before you have to recalculate. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who listens to this podcast, they know I've had to recalculate with Jimmy like many times throughout the years. Cause like I've, I've both, I've been a doubter. I've been someone who's like, ah, you know, cause like even this year he kind of shot not so great from three, but I I also underestimated not just him, Miami. I I was, I I was pretty confident. I was one of the people that thought the bucks were going to win. And I know a lot of people who are like, you're crazy. Miami was built to beat Milwaukee. And my answer to that is like, clearly they're right. And I am crazy, but you know, I thought, I thought Giannis wouldn't struggle that much and, and it may be a six games or something, but um, Hey, uh, playoffs are, you know, you got, you got to kind of like bring it. And um, I think age, helps and you know jimmy's like 30 31 and there's a difference between him being i even saw it a little bit with with kyle and and jason tatum like we didn't win the series but there was a little bit of kyle being like i'm a decade older than you and i'm smaller than you so i'm gonna kind of bully you a little bit Mm -hmm. 
Um, Real sorry, quick, I was one of the people definitely underestimated the Miami Heat. Like, I remember the first time we played, I think it was the first time we played them when we lost to them, and Jimmy Butler hit that shot, and he was just strolling yep. on the court going, oh, shit, oh, shit. I went, oh, no. <laughs> was like, that was not, we didn't get to them. That was the team I was most afraid of, like, going into the, way before the bubble, like, before the pandemic hit. I was like, I do not want to see this team. Mm-hmm. In the I so underestimated them that I was, like, not afraid of them. I was like, if the Raptors get them, we got this. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, you know, uh, maybe maybe my homerism will start to like kind of decline a little bit. Like, we we were champions, okay? We were champions. Um, yeah, Catherine, what's your kind of take on like the the Western Conference, Eastern Conference series? Like, are are you enjoying them? Do you have any predictions? Yeah, I mean, gosh, where do I start? I mean, first of all, like, I think the Bucks and the Clippers falling in the second round are easily the biggest stories of the bubble outside mm. of, like, you know, the strike and the non-basketball stuff. You know, those are the two biggest stories. I think, like, earlier what you were saying about fans, it's like the no home court advantage, I think, is such a big deal. Like, it's made bubble basketball completely different. It's made it unpredictable. But I feel like mm. I... I mean, although the Raptors didn't make it past the second round, I love that it's so unpredictable. I love that it's Lakers versus Nuggets. Like, that's incredible. Like, it's so cool. And, and, you know, with that series, I do think the Nuggets have it in them to win a game. I don't know if they're going to come through the series itself. Like, I I wouldn't dare predict it at this point because they've proven to be – like they're the ultimate comeback kids, you know, and uh, I'm not going to say like it's going to be Lakers and this Lakers and that. But I do think the Lakers will ultimately come through. Um, and then on the Eastern Conference, you, you know, like Matthew, I'm not as I'm not as emotionally invested for obvious reasons, although I have. You been, know what? I should say I'm I also been, like that. Yeah, I have been watching. And I think that to me, the other interesting thing about that series, uh, aside from all that the both of you said about Jimmy Butler, which I totally agree with is the Eric Spolstra versus Brad Stevens uh, coaching. Like that's actually been really cool to watch. There's been Mm -hmm. like this battle of the zones, like, Oh, at first, like Boston couldn't handle Miami zone and then Miami couldn't handle Boston zone. And I think that's, become an intriguing thing. And I think as well in the bubble being down O2 just doesn't mean what it used to mean anymore because you're in the same environment and you're in the same routine regardless so that's why we've seen so many comebacks from being down big leads in a way that we wouldn't have seen in the past so just because you know boston was down to nothing i don't think that doesn't mean they can't come back and ultimately take this series i originally picked heat and six but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Boston in seven at all. I wouldn't be surprised if a hurricane happened and the bubble got delayed and we came back and you know what I mean? Like everything's just so unpredictable. Like I just feel like anything can happen and uh, it's been really exciting. And the last thing I will say is I think this is going to be so massive for LeBron's legacy ultimately, Mm -hmm. because I think the Lakers will be either the Miami heat or the Boston Celtics. And think about that. If it's a Lakers versus Celtics final, or if it's a Laker versus heat final, he's going against his former team. Either way that has legacy and narrative written all over it. I know LeBron just said he doesn't like narratives. That's a bunch of BS. LeBron lives for narratives. He loves the narrative and all of this is really working out in his favor. Sorry. That was a lot. 
No, I, lo- I love it. It's, it's a perfect lead in. Cause I, I do want to talk about just, you know, like bounce around like fun finals, you know, is there is still four teams potentially like it's probably likely the Lakers, but you know, there is still four, four potentials. Um, and I mean, and yeah. look, if, it's, if it's, if it's nuggets, heat finals, everyone should just print out an NBA bracket and burn it. <laughs> I, but I would love, I obviously like the, uh, like I'm sure like basically like investors would like, take Adam silver hostage if that happened. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, I, I, I would love that so much. And yeah, like, yeah. so I'm just going to throw out some, some potential finals storylines. Uh, and then, then I'll go to you, Matthew, and see if, if there's any ones I left out or, or yeah, well, what your favorite one is, but just off the top of my head, we got Iguodala potentially going to his six straight finals. Oh. Um, we got, we got a Spo and LeBron rematch. We got, uh, you know, a LeBron and uh, Iguodala rematch. Uh, we have Butler uh, going to the finals, which I think is, is pretty big in and of itself. Um, there's obviously the kind of, kind of Canadian narrative. Uh, if Jamal Murray makes it to the finals and, you know, he's kind of doing it for Kitchener. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty specific narrative, I think, but it's, it's there. Uh, and then, you know, Boston LA is a big narrative, I think. I think a Tatum, Tatum LeBron rematch is something. Uh, how about Kemba going to his uh, you know first finals? And then there's like also still some kind of like ring chasers out there, like Millsap uh, would be getting his his first um, you know uh, Larry O B. Dwight Howard uh, would be getting his first Larry O B. Potentially. Uh, so, so I just, I just kind of ran off a bunch, but, um, yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on like just potential finals, anything. Danny green being the only Raptor to read. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Danny> green. <laughs> right. Like just some, some wild Him and stuff. Phil Handy. And he's the only yeah. returning yeah. champion. Oh yeah. Phil Handy. Yeah. But, but Danny green's the only returning champion technically. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. returning. Man. Wow. He, oh my God. I feel like. So many of those, I, I, I'm also like, I, my, the one final that I want to see that would be my favorite would be the one, the, 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 the one that blows up everyone's bracket. I yeah. want to see the nuggets and the heat. And I also want to see the nuggets and the heat because I want to see a final where it's like, Oh, you thought you had to have like, not to say that Jamal Murray isn't a superstar, not to say that Jimmy Butler isn't a superstar, but that they're growing into ones now. And it'd be like, Oh, you thought you could just, assemble these twosomes and you could get a chip and it don't work like that. You know what I mean? Like there would be something really cool about, about seeing that. Um, But man, I just, yeah, there are so many really, really good storylines going in. And then obviously like, you know, the Lakers making the finals with the spirit of Kobe Bryant behind them is another one that people are definitely going to paint and put forward. Um, and this, and the most attractive one for the NBA is obviously Boston, LA. Like it's yeah, been Boston. so long since we've seen those two kind of go head to head and it would be, man, that would be an insane series. And uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that would be, I, I don't really think there's a bad series matchup left. I mean, usually there isn't right. That's usually a pretty reductive thing to say when you've like, you've got all of these teams, two teams make it to the finals. And so you're going to actually sit there and be like, Oh my God, this is such a garbage 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, Lake, yeah. the Lakers are so much bigger than Boston, though. You they think, are. Boston has no answer for Anthony Davis or Dwight Howard. Tice. Be, yeah. <laughs> we saw it. We yeah, saw it. Tice, Tice is all right, 40, I guess. 48 like, minutes all day, every day, just Tice. I don't know what that guy's Tice, deal is. but Look, Tice is good, but he's going to get beat in that series for sure. Like, definitely the Lakers are rooting for the Celtics. Because mm-hmm. aside from that matchup, like, there's no way LeBron wants to go up against his former coach. In the mm. finals. Also, we, uh, I, I, I'm throwing out some more here. Rondo having to play the Celtics in the finals. Oh, final. yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> that's, 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 that's another good one. That's a little bit juicy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think J.R. Smith maybe just taking his shirt off or something. Um, he, <laughs> in the finals. Smith like, being J.R. Smith. Like yeah, him wow. getting to another finals. How many would that be for him? I think it's like three or four. Maybe. <sighs> You gotta let you know everyone benefits from their friendships, right? That's all, that's all it is. <laughs> from the time that. he held he held LeBron James's phone once, and that was yeah. it. That was it. From there, <laughs> from yeah, there, I, everyone's like, I need is, you with me. Is there any other uh, any other kind of like storylines you can think of, Catherine? So besides, sorry, like Frank Vogel finally making it to the finals. Like we're going to go crazy for that. Oh, right? well, that's an interesting one too, because, uh, you know, when Frank Vogel was first hired, everybody thought like, Oh, like Jason Kidd is going to steal his job. How long is he going to last? If he wins a chip with them as the head coach, Frank Vogel, I don't think is going anywhere. I like, was just joking, Kidd but now gonna, I feel bad. No, no. I mean, it's, it's interesting because like, like Jason Kidd might have to find a head coaching job somewhere else. I feel like Frank Vogel, that might be a secure gig for him if he wins it all. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and how dare I slight Frank Vogel? I no, I mean you can slight him all you want. Here, you we all know I'm only emotionally attached to Nick Norris, so it's fine. You can. Yeah. <laughs> you can um, cool. Well, I think yeah, I think we made it to some uh, some quickish questions. You wanna you wanna finish this pot off with some some dumb silly questions or what? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet, sweet. Let's do it. I know. Sorry, every time I say that, I'm like, I'm like waiting for an answer. It's like that's not very fun. Uh, <laughs> no, I love that it's optional. <laughs> yeah, you know what? At one point, someone's gonna be like, "Guess what? I'm out." <laughs> um. Anyways, Matt, uh, I know I know you got something for me, so please give me something. that quickish, quickish questions. Quickish questions. <laughs> Okay, so um, Matthew, it's your first time, so here's how it works. Uh, Basically, I'm going to read these questions as fast as I can. Uh, I'm probably going to stutter, slur. I'm going to be confused. I'll miss a comma from here to there. You're going to have a Um, stroke during the middle. (laughs) I might have a stroke. Like I might be having a stroke. Um, But that doesn't matter. You have to answer as fast as humanly possible. Uh, You can't can't phone a friend. No delay. No lifeline. No lifeline, no think out loud. Matt, Duncan, I'm oh, looking at you. Yeah. I do appreciate the full Raptors like, Leafs combo. <laughs> it's the farm team. Yeah. Oh, Mark. Hey. Squeeze me. Uh, okay. Are we ready? Yes. All right, let's hit it. Okay, let's go. Let's go, Catherine, uh, Matthew, Matt. Okay, Catherine, question number one Who would be your ideal character? To unlock in an NBA 2K game. Sorry, I don't play 2K. I don't understand. <laughs> um, Give that question to someone else. I'm yeah, sorry. you know what? I just as soon as I said that, I, I, your face was like, "How dare you?" So I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. 
Matthew, I'm going to throw the same question at you. Maybe <sighs> don't play 2K either. Just change the order. I'm sorry. Okay. Same question to me, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Okay. Oh, I um, thought you meant a fictional character to put into 2K. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um, I'm okay. having the stroke. <laughs> yeah. No, th- here we go. We've got a nice rhythm coming up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, inspired by the casino gif, which I posted in this uh, in this thread with uh, De Niro, if Las Vegas gets an expansion team, what should their name and mascot be? It should be Robert De Niro. Robert so De Niro. The name of, okay, the mascot the Robert De Niro. The De Niro's? And the Las Vegas De Niro's? Is, the Las okay, Vegas De Niro's. That's is dope, amazing. That's a fantastic answer. I'm glad we switched up the rhythm. Okay, um, uh, Matt Duncan. Um, oh, how soon we forget. Where do you see Golden State and Brooklyn finishing in their respective conferences next season? Um, I see Brooklyn finishing fourth or fifth, and I see Golden State seventh. Wow. Okay. That's what I see. Matthew, (laughs) what pose will Kyle Lowry's statue be doing in front of the ACC? One, taking a charge from Embiid game seven conference finals. Two, taking a charge from Draymond game one NBA finals. Three, taking a charge from Kawhi in the All-Star game. 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 My voice cracked because I forgot about how funny that was. (laughs) Especially when you pointed right to the camera. Yeah. Kyle. Oh, the All-Star game where you took charges was the funniest thing. (laughs) And they were all like, dude, you might hurt us. And he was just like laughing. Anyway, um, so good. Uh, Catherine. Yes. How many years before Canada is contending for an Olympic basketball medal? How many years? Next year. <laughs> okay, great answer. I, I mean, if, know- if the NBA season doesn't overlap, next next Olympics, whenever yeah, the yeah, Olympics like, happen. I whenever Jamal can, Murray can play. I right? absolutely think we can medal. Hey, we got Jamal, Dort, Shea. Let's go. Like that's yeah. a that's a one two three. Kelly right? Olynyk, come on. <laughs> Honestly, Kelly's looking all right. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, uh, Matt Duncan. Yes. Um, if we lived in a timeline where every sports team from one city had to leave, uh, had to have the same name, which would you prefer Toronto to have? Raptors, Jays, Argos, Leafs. FC doesn't make much sense to include when the sport is in the name. Okay, I have to pick one team for to be named naming all the yeah, sports. Team name oh, them for all. sure, we're going with the Toronto Argos. Because <laughs> I, I want all the Argos. That's I good. want all the whatever sport it is. I want the players arriving to the ACC on like a Viking ship. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what so wins. You know what? Listen, we have the island, you know, the little walkway, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matthew. Uh, are you comfortable giving Fred a max deal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Shit. No. I have reasons that I was supposed to answer as quick as possible. Okay. Right. What my gut. Catherine. Com- is Kyrie going to fall out with Steve Nash? Oh. Oh, maybe. I mean, I, I I live for the drama, but I'm team I'm team Nash. I'm kind of rooting for his success. 
Okay. So I don't want it to happen, but definitely I could see it happening. Um, Matt. Yeah. Who is an up and coming big that the Raptors could target via like trade or free agency? So who's like a young big that you like? Um, I don't know if he's really young, but I said before in the podcast, I do. Huh? Dwight, you're like Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. <laughs> no, um, I do want to make Toronto the international team for the NBA. So I want to make a trade with uh, to get Steve Adams over uh, to the Raptors. Yeah, let's I think do it. It'd be, uh, I think it'd be uh, a fun, uh, fun time. I love the oh. accent. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Matthew. This is the last question. Okay. Um, who is the own? Who is Who is the one really leading the mutiny against PG on the Clippers? Who's leading the mutiny against him? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know there was one. But I didn't know there one was one either. But I'm gonna just say a collective. I'm not with like, them, man. I'm not like, it's not, it's not a mutiny. It's just fair. They're, they've all had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the intervention, you know, when they get yeah. PG shows up, he's like, I thought this was like a, y'all said it was Taco Tuesday. Like, what's up? It's, yeah. <laughs> like, we don't do that. Like, that's LeBron's thing. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he says a slow sit down. Like, oh. Um, yeah. Guys, well, the, that's it for quickest questions uh, and the pod. Thank you both so much for doing it, um, Catherine. I'll go. I'll go to you first. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know what you're up to these days. Cracking jokes, doing your pod. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what? Where can people check you out? What should they check out? Uh, yeah, I have a, a basketball podcast called Buckets and Tea NBA podcast. Uh, I cover the NBA and then I have a Raptors Homer moment. And then I have a hot girl summer Nick Nurse highlight of the week nice. uh, <laughs> that comes out every Monday. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine spelt C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Uh, blame my parents. Thank you. Sweet. <laughs> Um, Catherine, Caitlin, those are the like. The, there's the there's a high so variance many of spelling in those yeah, two names. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matthew, uh, yeah. Is, is there anything you want to plug, or you know, it's it's a weird time too. So also, you know, if you if there's not a ton going on and you just want to say something to the world, that's that's okay too. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, currently doing uh commercials for uh or in a commercial for Rogers Pro on the Go. Is where you'd see my face at these days. These days, I'm also doing some writing and hoping to get that uh, that done. I'll keep that kind of close to my chest, but uh, hopefully, cool. I'll be able to say look forward to that. And then for anything else that I'm doing or any other updates, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is the uh, is it's Mr. MGB. I T S Mr. MGB. That's me. Sweet. Well, uh, we'll we'll definitely put it in. Uh... Yeah, we'll all the yeah. tri- hash marks. We hyperlink. Yeah. We hyperlink to hyperlink. the guests. That's what I was trying. Oh, yeah, man. Hash, click on their hash names. Marks. <laughs> hash I felt, marks. I felt confident, but then I was like, hashtag them. Oh, oh that'd be weird. Old man, man Freddie here with the hash mark. We'll, <laughs> we'll put it in the Sean marks, and that's a problem. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah, everyone uh, listen to the pod. Thanks so much. Uh, we always appreciate it. Share, listen, subscribe, all that good stuff. 
It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 